Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, we have Brian Robinson. Brian has worked in sales and marketing with some of the best known companies in the world, including Coca-Cola USA and Johnson & Johnson. Upon leaving his corporate career, he helped launch a successful startup where he was the first person in the history of the industry to sell more than $1 million in business in 12 months, entirely by phone. His over two decades worth of in-the-trenches, battle-tested, face-to-face and phone presentation knowledge can benefit virtually anyone from Fortune 500 companies to entrepreneurial ventures. Brian is the author of the Amazon number one bestseller, The Selling Formula, Five Steps for Instant Sales Improvement. And he's a passionate follower of Jesus who loves sharing uh, how people can fulfill their God-given purpose as the host of Real Faith Stories podcast. Brian, it is an honor to have you here today. It's an honor to be here, Matt. Thank you. Yes, sir. So I had the honor of meeting you through our friend, Andy Mason, and he connected us so that I could come on your podcast. Uh, Really enjoyed that. And now I'm excited to flip the script and have you on my show. Yeah, thank you. Andy's incredible. I really appreciate him connecting us. And I loved your story, Matt. Looking forward to getting that released here soon. Well, I definitely appreciate that. And Andy is an awesome guy and means a lot to me. And so I just always like it when kingdom-minded people come together because God is a connector. And and I always tell people that that there's no better connector than the Holy Spirit. And so it's always fun when, uh, when we get to do stuff like this. Absolutely. You have a history of sales and marketing, and obviously you've worked with some very large corporations, as we said in the intro. But from that standpoint, you started a podcast called Real Faith Stories. How did that get started and what led into that? I was uh, in the sales and marketing space with these previous companies, trained salespeople, was selling myself. And after I left corporate America and helped a friend start a business, which I'm still in, I felt prompted by the Lord to start writing down the process I typically followed during my sales conversations. And lo and behold, the Lord showed me I was using the same process from one company to the next, but didn't know it until I actually started to think through it. And then I felt a nudge from the Lord to write a book about it because I felt like it could help a lot of people that struggle with whatever piece of the sales process they may not be fully understanding. So I did that. And then I got on a bunch of podcasts with sales-oriented hosts. And the stuff that for you and me and other believers that I would say is common as dirt, like pray for your prospect before you speak with them, like and care about them, be fascinated about them as a person, that kind of stuff was a mind blow to some of these hosts. So I'd share some of that in the conversation and they'd say, huh, I've never heard of that before. I'm like, really? Praying praying for your prospect, caring about them. And so then I start feeling a nudge from the Lord about starting a podcast. And so I'm in this middle ground for about six months of knowing I'm supposed to start a podcast, but not real clear on my target. And I've talked to other people that have done podcasts, and they've told me, dude, 
this is a least, at least a two-year commitment before you really start getting traction. So you better love your subject matter. So I went to bed one night in this frustrated state of knowing I want to do a podcast, but not knowing what my target is. And I cried out to the Lord and I said, please either take this desire from me or give me clarity because I'm sick of being in this middle ground. Well, he woke me up at 4.30 the next morning. I'd like to say I'm up at 4.30 every morning, but he woke me up at 4.30 that next morning. And I like to journal a lot. And he started to download questions. The one that really grabbed me was what stories make you cry? And immediately I started thinking about entrepreneurs who stories I'm aware of who felt the Lord prompting them to do something. It was a great risk. They took the risk. They met with great struggle because that's part of the process oftentimes, but they kept saying yes. And God has done some dramatic things in their business and their personal life. And so I said, oh my goodness, I'm in. I would love to interview people with those types of stories. So interestingly, and this is probably what your listeners do too. When I get a business idea, I immediately start looking for a web address <laughs> to support it, right? And so I start to, I'm saying, okay, Lord, what do I call this podcast? And real faith, different versions of that popped into mind, then real faith stories. This was within a matter of minutes. I looked that URL up and it's not taken, realfaithstories.com. I'm like, whoa, God really covered that for me. Bought the domain and just started networking with people. And it has been an amazing journey. Personally, I've grown so much from this. And the people I've gotten to meet have literally changed my life. And so, plus the bonuses, other people get to hear the stories too. Well, I think that that's an amazing story. And uh, first of all, I just want to honor your obedience because uh, the Lord is asking a lot of people to do a lot of different things. And, and too often, people just give them a stiff arm. And uh, you know what he's requesting may be hard. And we may not have any expertise in, in what he's calling us to, but obedience is greater than sacrifice, and that is in his word. And so if he prompts you, if he speaks a word, if he gives you a thought or idea, uh, pursue it, because what's on the other side of your yes, you, know, you have no idea what's on the other side of your yes, but when you step into those things, you will see God's goodness. It's not to say that there won't be resistance. But that's why I'm doing my podcast. That's why you're doing your podcast. And the reality is there, there is a great need for people to be encouraged, especially in this season. It's a season of hopelessness. It's a season of fear. It's a season of chaos. And so the more people can hear of people stepping out and boldly pursuing the faith that, that they know that God called them to something and continuing that is extremely important. So you started this podcast, but but you didn't have any idea how to actually run a podcast, just like me. You know, yeah, you just you started doing that. And as as you started connecting with these people, what have you found out that the more you hear other people's stories, is there a common theme or is there, you know, something that that's really opened your eyes more than anything else? You know, it's interesting timing for that question, Matt. I've been thinking literally the past week of releasing an episode of what I've learned, my top five learnings from the past two plus years of doing this podcast. And I haven't dug into it that deeply, but I will tell you just off the top of my head, there are several things that have really impacted me. One is making space for the Lord. 
So our tendency is to go, go, go. I'm type A and always like to be checking boxes. Well, what the Lord has been showing me, and this has been reinforced through the people I've been able to interview, is the ones that are most effective from what I can see in serving the Lord have created space for him. So instead of filling that space with activity, what they've done is they've decided to just sit still and listen and spend specific time with the Lord in doing so. For example, I was speaking with one of my guests who's going to be releasing a book soon called 40 Hard. It may have already come out, and it's based on the workout that I'm not super familiar with called 75 Hard, where you've got to go 75 days straight, and if you quit, you got to start all over again. Well, the, the premise of his book is you spend an hour a day for 40 days straight being still, not praying, just listening. And that literally changed his entire life. I have done that, but not 40 days. But that's a practice that I've integrated in my life. And I, I've been doing it for years, but not in a consistent fashion. So there's certain seasons where the Lord has drawn me into just being still. For example, just yesterday morning, I felt led of the Lord to just be quiet for about 45 minutes. And invariably, for me, after about 30 minutes of waiting, and being still, my mind finally says, all right, I'm going to quit dumping thoughts on you because you're not going to act on them anyway. <laughs> and then the Holy Spirit has this way of coming up in my mind and he starts to show me things. He starts imbuing me with this sense of courage and fearlessness and ability. And he starts to show me things that he's been pinging me about that I've had a sense from him to do, but then he reinforces that. One example, yesterday, at my church, I'm on the prayer team. And so that means at the end of the, the uh, service, you go up and you pray for people, right? I've been doing that for years and I backed off of it. I just stopped doing it for, oh, probably a couple months. And I felt this Lord nudge me and say, you need to go back up and be consistent with that again. So I did after church yesterday and I got to pray for somebody and it was incredible. And just, I felt the Lord's smile on that. He's like, yes. Yes. Every time you say yes to me, there's a huge blessing on the other side of it. So again, holding space. And I think the best scripture for that is Isaiah 64, 4, which essentially says, eye is not seen, ear is not heard, and nobody's ever been experienced a God who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Hope I didn't butcher that too bad. Mm -hmm. Another learning for me besides being still and waiting on God has been, to your point early on when you just started the podcast, is just saying yes. And essentially, if it's not a red light, it's a green light. So if you're feeling a nudge, go for it. Take the step and just see what happens. And the Lord is well able to shut a door if you're not going in the right direction. Those are two big ones for me. And the other is more of a logistical thing with respect to the podcast in general, and that is I've gone through periods of time where I just couldn't find guests. And I was like, what are you, what are you up to here, Lord? What's going on here? And I'd recycle an episode or two. And what I recognized during those periods where I wasn't able to get guests is I was taking ownership back. And I found, and that always hasn't been the case, but I found that when I start to grab onto and take some sense of ownership of this podcast, that things kind of, quote, dry up for me. And 
when I release it back to him and continually surrender, stay in a surrendered state about it, he just continues to open the door with amazing guests. Does that make sense? It does. Absolutely. Those were all, uh, both of those points, great points. And, you know, it's, it's always interesting that people, that they have time for what they make time for. And, and at the end of the day, if you don't have time to spend with the Lord, then you're not making time to spend with the Lord. And the reality is until you make that time, you're never going to have time. But yeah. when you make that time, you know, and you, you do get silent, you do seek his will versus your will. Uh, number one, his, his ways are so much better than ours. But number two, it is an intimacy where you grow in relationship with him and you, you get to know his heart and you get to know his thoughts and you get to know what, what he's trying to accomplish on a daily basis versus just getting up. And, you know, so many people, they, they do everything but focus on him first. And then maybe they say a prayer throughout the day. Maybe they don't even do that, but they experience so much chaos and they don't know why they're, they're not seeing God's goodness. The reality is we've got to start with our focus on him in order to know what he wants to accomplish on a daily basis. And, you know, it is something that uh, prayer, the word, worship, like that's that's something that I do every single morning because it is so important to to just start the day off that way. And, and I like to spend anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour to an hour and a half, depending on how much time I do have. And, you know, and again, I'm, I'm trying to be very intentional with, you know, the, the space that, that I make for him. Uh, but, you know, you can never get too much of him. Mm -hmm. And, and then in that, you know, when he's asking you to do something, so many people want to be ready before they step out into whatever he's asking them to do. And, you know, when he first gave me the, the thought of sharing stories of people that, that, you know, I'm having conversations with and I'm like, man, that that's a great idea. I don't, I don't know how to do that. I I got this laptop and I got two chairs and I set them up in my office and I just started sitting down with successful people that lived a life of purpose. Cause I felt like that was the message that he wanted me to share. He gave me that name, living life on purpose. And I just started recording. And next thing I know it's a video series. And then next thing I know it's, it's a podcast. And, you know, so I would just encourage people as well, spend time with the Lord. And then when he prompts you to do something, get on it right away. Don't wait until you've got it all figured out because you're never going to figure it all out before you get started. That's the whole point of faith. You know, you, you get a little bitty piece. And then as you take that first step, he shows you the next step and then you keep going it, we're, we're never going to see the full path. We're never going to understand what it's all going to look like. and may never know what it's all going to look like, even after it's all said and done. But, you know, we keep pursuing him and keep following him. And it's it's exciting. So, yeah. you know, you, you've been in sales and in marketing uh, most of your career, if not all of your career. How has that prepared you for, you know, what you're doing now, equipping people into using God's gift for uh, his good. I think the the interview style that I have has been developed over decades of non face to face selling. I have we have eight children, four boys, four girls, and when I left corporate America, we had six children at home, and my wife was pregnant with twins, 
and I, wow. all the company bennies disappeared. <laughs> and so I had to figure out a way to get off the road and be home to help her. And that necessity, God allowed me in that necessity to find a way to do that through various marketing tools. And so the majority of my sales after corporate America has been over the phone. And so I'm super comfortable with that. And so it wasn't a huge stretch to jump into interviewing people remotely for the podcast. So that, that's been helpful, I think. Well, isn't that awesome that, that God knew long ago that, that he was going to prepare you to have all these conversations where you may or may not be able to see the person on the other end? Yeah. But you you got so comfortable in that, that he knew that you were going to be interviewing people from all around the country. And um, you know, so he wanted to make sure that you had that skill set before virtual was cool. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. So God knew in advance what his plans were for you before he shared those with you. Uh, that's usually the way that it works out. And it's, it's pretty exciting. Stay tuned. We'll have more living life on purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with our free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. As you are continuing to you know, walk down this path and, and sharing these uh, real faith stories, what are you wanting people to ultimately realize about themselves uh, from these stories of other people? That if someone else can do it, doesn't matter who it is, if someone else can experience the presence and the power of God by saying yes to him and trusting him and surrendering to him, that's another key, key point here is the business people many I've talked with have gone to a whole nother level. I mean, there's surrender, there's mental assent, right, Matt? But then there's surrender, where you have made 100% surrender mentally, physically, emotionally. And that's something that you and I talked about that you explained so well in your personal life that you experienced. And I'll be honest, I, after hearing that episode with you again, I don't think I'm 100%. I think I'm probably hovering at 80, 85, 90%, just to be honest. And that's okay. I've been honest with the Lord about that. And what I love is he's not condemning me. I don't feel any sense of shame over that. I feel a sense of motivation in my heart from him saying, you want the fullness? Do you want to experience all that you've heard other people talk about that you've interviewed? It's going to take 100% surrender, but man, there's so much goodness on the other side of it. So many more experiences from just as you experienced praying for people to be healed, praying for salvations, seeing God move in your business in a, in a new way. And he's moved mightily over the years in my business. But you know that you know inside whether or not you've really fully surrendered. Right, Matt? 
You definitely do. And and I would say that I don't get it right all the time. And and I don't know that there's anybody on the planet that that gets it right all of the time. But sure. um, you know, I was challenged just last week. You know, so I was in Washington, DC and uh, I was having meetings with you know, members of Congress and one of the uh, staff members, uh, he was an intern, he came to, to lead me to this congressional office. And as we're waiting on one of our other colleagues to get there, he and I just start talking, hey, where are you from? And he was from Tanzania. And I'm like, wow, Tanzania, that's, you know, a young, white, blonde-headed guy. And um, I'm like, how did that happen? And he's like, well, my parents, they're missionaries. And mm-hmm. so uh, my dad was a consultant and he got a word from the Lord that he was supposed to, you know, move to Tanzania. So they sold everything they had and they moved to Tanzania. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. First of all, um, I like to think that I'm fully surrendered, but you know, God has not asked me to do that. I'd love to say that uh, if he did, I would say yes. Uh, oh, by the way, after they were in Tanzania for a long time. Then the Lord told them to go to Iraq and they moved to Iraq when ISIS was you know, ramping up and extremely prevalent back in 2014. So surrender is a constant process. And I would like to think that, you know, whatever God throws my way, yes, Lord, I'm ready to go. But Tanzania or Iraq, uh, those are two things that are, um, you know, definitely uh, interesting. And, you know, those, my wife would have to hear that same word in order for us to stay married and accomplish that mission <laughs> together. Uh, Cause that's a hard one. But, you know, another cool thing about that, just a little sidebar is I had just been talking to my wife on the way up to DC two days before, because the podcast is listened to by people all over the world. And then the top 10 countries Number six is Tanzania. Mm. And I was like, who is in Tanzania listening? Like, I don't know what anybody even does in Tanzania. I don't know anybody from Tanzania. I don't know anything about Tanzania. Are they around a campfire? I don't know what's going on there. But, you know, then God introduces me to somebody who was born in Tanzania two days after asking that question. Mm. Uh, So, you know, I just, I think that God is amazing. And if he calls us to do something crazy. He's going to let us know that he's with us mm. every step of that journey, but it doesn't mean that he won't call us to things that, uh, you know, make us question, are we all in? Yeah. You know, that, that was one for me. So um, don't beat yourself up. Anybody out there when you're like, I'm not sure that I'm there fully, because again, that was one that after I heard that story, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I would uh, say or do in that situation. You know, and to that point, my wife and I were just discussing this a few weeks ago that the stretch for us in our mind, like moving to Tanzania, well, God didn't call you to do that. He didn't grace you to say yes to something like that. He may. He graced us to have eight children. You know, people look at us like we're crazy. I've got a few ticks, but I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but seriously, it's, it's so individual. And when you know the Lord is nudging you to take that next step of faith, that's where the adventure is for sure. And there's obviously hardship. I mean, that's not going to be all uh, easy, but that's how you grow. And that's the thing that I don't think many of us want to embrace because we know that with that change is going to be some challenge. 
Well, the the reality is, you know, we live in a society of of comfortable Christianity, and most of the churches in America today, they're not teaching the fullness of the gospel uh, and the reality that, you know, the people that followed Jesus himself was crucified. He was brutally beaten before he was massacred. And then the people that followed him, similar deaths came to them too. Maybe not as gruesome, but brutal deaths came to all of them but John. And so we, we've grown up in this way of life that, you know, we check a box, we follow Jesus, you know, we get prosperity, we get wealth, we get all these amazing things. And the reality is the word says that we will have trials. Now, now he's overcome those trials, but you know, it doesn't mean that we won't have hardships. It doesn't mean that, you know, we won't develop perseverance from pressing in even when it's hard. But I, I think that that's something that is lacking in America is a lot of people. And I'm sure that you hear a lot of those stories where they, they didn't just say yes to Jesus and their life just became perfect. Mm-hmm. They said yes to Jesus. And then they had to, you know, deal with serious opposition because there's, you know, God who who loves us and who's for us, and there's an enemy who comes to kill, steal, and destroy, who opposes the perfect plan that God has for us. I mean, is that something that you've heard stories of when people are sharing their faith? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, there's a counting of a cost that goes into every decision. And the thing that I have to remember is he is with me, and that's what matters. Emmanuel, God with us. He is not going to fail us or forsake us. He goes ahead of us. He already knows the outcome. He's causing all things to work together for our good. So if we truly, truly believe that, then we can take that step and know even in the midst of some of the most difficult situations, that's for me when I've had some of the most precious, intimate times with the Lord, when I have been crying out to him, my arms wrapping around his leg saying, help me. And when I look back on those times, I recognize he was there big time. Well, with eight kids, I'm sure that there's a lot of those times, God, I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, I've got two, you know, and, uh, and those are, they're the greatest blessing ever, but they're challenging, you know, so raising eight little humans, that's a hard job in and of itself for any parents out there. You know what we're talking about? You know, they're, they're amazing, but seeking the Lord, Hey, how do I, how do I raise them? Especially in this culture today, you know, how how do I raise them to be followers of Jesus when they're so bombarded by the opposite of that on a daily basis? How have you and your wife, how have y'all been able to navigate that? Well, I can immediately think of a story of my two oldest sons, James and Corey. And when I started this career after leaving corporate America, I was driving 1,000, 1,500 miles a week. I remember if I didn't sell, I didn't eat. It was straight commission. And I remember pulling over the side of the road many times, crying out to God to help me close the deal on that next conversation. So I would meet with my sons weekly in their bedroom on Sunday afternoon, and I had them lay their hands on me and pray for my success. These were little teen guys. (laughs) And uh, I shouldn't say little teen, they were teens. And they were part of my journey and they saw God move because they prayed for me. I'm confident of it. And it built their faith and it helped them grow up 
to embrace the reality that God answers prayer. So that's one example. Um, and, you know, we, we were focused on inculcating everything we could into their precious hearts about Jesus. It's really good. You know, in incorporating the children into praying, that is extremely important because it's easy for them to see, you know, their mother and father doing it, or maybe it's just one of the two that is praying over meals or, or whatever. But when they recognize that there is no junior Holy Spirit, that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that lives in us, that lives in them. There's no smaller version that that they get equipped with. It's they've got the fullness of his glory manifest inside of them as well as we do. So that is extremely impactful. And then when they see we're not just praying, mm. but as we pray and dad has success, that was a result of our prayers. So we pray because we have expectation for something to change while we're praying or or after we pray. That's what we expect from talking to the God who created everything. We expect him to move in power after we've consulted with him. Yeah. And I, that was also a training ground to help them grow in their own gifts um, of the prophetic and discernment and wisdom. I'd ask them, What's, is the Lord showing you anything? I, mean, I was trusting my sons to speak. And there were certain times when they had a word from the Lord. It, just, it brought so much peace to me and encouragement. It was, it was wonderful. That's awesome. And my daughters, they have similar giftings. And, you know, when your children encounter a living God at a young age, you know, it's not to say that uh, this world isn't going to constantly be trying to take them down different paths. But when they have encountered a living God versus, you know, just checking a box and going to church on Sunday, they need to know that he is real, that he is with them, that he speaks to them just like he speaks to us. And, you know, once they've had that, then it's it's very hard for anybody to take that away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that that's, that's great that you guys model that and encourage that and, and just fan those things into flame. Uh, my wife, amazing mother. I'm so blessed to be married to my wife, Cindy, who has a love, a deep love for the word and would always come back to what the word said. And there were times when some of our kids in college were getting taught the wrong things that they were struggling in their faith. And she, she was up till sometimes midnight, 2 a.m., having those types of conversations with them to reorient them to the truth. And it, it, made, the, it made the difference in their walk with the Lord. So I'm but so grateful. It's so important. We, we've got to combat the lies with the truth of God, period. God's word does not change. His truth will always be true. And the lies of the enemy will always be lies. It doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter how society changes. It doesn't matter what culture continues to force upon people. God is still seated on his throne. And what he said from the beginning, it's still his word. And, And that's what we're to follow and not be wavering in our commitment or uh, just blowing along like the wind, which, mm-hmm. you know, again, um, it, it's a lot more convenient to just go with with whatever the world says is right. But there are ways that seem right to a man that lead to death. And that's extremely important that we equip our children with his truth versus anything else that society may be telling them is just now what we're supposed to do in our personal lives. So yeah. 
I think that's extremely important. Yeah, there is there is right and there is wrong. <laughs> Gray is not, uh, it's just not a, appropriate in terms of teaching our children. That's where we landed. Amen. I agree 100%. So Brian, I've enjoyed being with you today. Uh, how can people learn more? I know that you you gave that website earlier, but give us that website again and, and how can they follow you to, to learn more about your podcast? Sure. Thanks for asking. It's realfaithstories.com and my personal web address is brianrobinson.co for company. Appreciate you asking. Yes, sir. Any socials that they could follow you on? LinkedIn. That's where I primarily spend my time. Brian W. Robinson. Perfect. Well, we appreciate you guys listening today. Uh, We hope that this has encouraged you. And if so, please like and follow us on Facebook. It's Living Life on Purpose. On Instagram, Living Life on Purpose always. We appreciate you joining us and we look forward to catching you again in two weeks.